I'm Ross, a curious parent. And I'm John, an education expert. This is From the Sidelines. Bite-sized study tips to help you help them through. Welcome back, everyone. Um, It has been absolutely fantastic to see how many people have reached out with um, examples of how they've been putting into practice some of the tips and the tricks of the various themes that we've been through. And and genuinely, it it means so much to see that happening and see hopefully the impact that that, that's been having on families, young people, adults, etc. It's lovely, isn't it? How you know people have talked about whether they've used the infographic and they've saved it to their phone um, as a reminder. Whether they've watched the one-minute study hack videos um, when they've been you know on their social media timeline, or whether they've been in the car, in the shower, on a on a walk with a dog, or you know, or jogging, listening to one of our podcasts. So I think it's it's great that we're hopefully trying to use as many easy mediums we can to get this information to simplify it to people um and really hopefully make a difference so yeah it's, it's been been very good indeed to see that so yeah if you are picking up from the first time please let us know how you're doing with this uh tag us in in any of the social media platforms or whatever platform you're listening or watching on um and let us know how you're getting on and, and what you've what you're what you're using and, and what's working for you so today's topic is a bit of an interesting one when i saw this one there when i saw this one come through um so it's it's called brain dump or blurt. That's correct. Okay. So I, I think number one in all of this is, what is it? What are we talking about here, John? Okay, right. So some people might have heard it as a brain dump. Some people might have heard it as blurting before. Some people might be thinking, I've never heard these terms in my life before. Absolutely. doesn't matter. What this means is that it's a, it's a retrieval technique. So if you've watched a previous episode where we've talked about retrieval, it's a great way and a great strategy to literally dump what's in your head onto a page, i.e. the brain dump, or blurt it, literally, out of your mouth, say it, you know? So whether it's writing it down, saying it, or a mixture, the idea that you may have a topic in your head, and it's about the actual act of retrieval. Now, in a previous episode, we've talked about the false sense of familiarity. So thinking you know something, but then actually having a false sense of confidence and not being able to write it. This is a great way to guard against that, because what you are saying, either to yourself as a child, or as a parent to your child, is, okay, dump everything you know about the Romans, about coastal erosion, about Macbeth, about, you know, probability, whatever it is, dump everything you know onto a bit of paper or blurt it to me. You literally just hit me with it. And just a really easy way to do retrieval. And we've always said retrieval is easy and the magic is in actually doing it and the physical act of it. This is very physical. It's either writing it, brain dumping it on a page or blurting it out, uh, you know, through your lips. So it's very easy to do. Love it. Love it. And and, and as uh, from your perspective, why do you think it's it's a technique that, that you know, parents and carers should be implementing with their child? What, what What's so good about that then? Well, the, the, the number one thing, and we love an easy strategy and a free strategy, don't we, Ross? It is absolutely easy and free. So both of yeah. them. We're it's, Northerners, of course, we love that. Absolutely. Yeah. But it, it's, so it's, if I un- unpick that, it's easy to start with, okay? So there is no setup needed there's not a lot of equipment needed there's not a lot of kind of know-how needed or anything like that or exam technique or prep it's literally you tell me everything you know on this so that's really easy um it's free so we don't have to you know you don't have to pay for anything you know you don't have to have any 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 technical you know equipment or anything it's literally you know just just get it down um the other the other thing that's really interesting is that it doesn't then it doesn't trip our children up by asking questions that they may not know a certain word in so for instance, if their children are, uh, sometimes find it very difficult, if there's one word in a, in a question that they don't know, 
that can suddenly be the kind of the, the barrier and the block to understanding what that, you know, to, to answering the question. Sure. So it might be the command word that they don't know, let's say, synthesize or analyze. Yeah. Or, and and oh, well, there's, or, there's, or there's a word in there that they think, oh, we've never done that on that topic. And sometimes actually the examiners throw those words in to try and get children and students to demonstrate how they are using their learning in a different context rather than just spitting out what they've revised the night before, how can you use your learning in different contexts? But sometimes that word puts the, you know, puts the, uh, the, the barriers up. So this means there's none of that to trip people up. There's no tough question. There's yeah. no difficult words. It's literally, all I want to know is what's in your head and get it onto a bit of paper. So that it's very easy, very quick to do, and very effective as a, as a, as a great retrieval, uh, re retrieval question. So if we were to, to do this, and for those those listening and watching, think, do you know what? Yeah, I, I want I want to go with this one tonight. Uh, I want to do a brain dump or a blurt. Yeah. What do they need? What equipment? How do they how do they implement it? Okay, so very simply, a, a piece of paper. Okay. Potentially lined, potentially blank. It doesn't make any difference. And a pen, a pencil, or some colours. Like it, it's really really easy. Now the magic in this is that it doesn't matter what your bit of paper looks like at the end of it. There's no set format or formula for what it needs to look like. This is just about getting what's in your head onto a bit of paper. Because as we've said before, if you can't write it or speak it, then you wouldn't be able to get any marks written in an exam. So you might decide that you want to do bullet points. You know, bullet points might be your might be your choice, Ross. You might think, well, I, I like bullet points. I like to do that so I can be succinct. I can sequentialize things. I can, if it's five marks, I'm going to put five bullet points. That might be how you want to do it. Great. It might be that you want to do a spider diagram. Great, do a spider diagram. You know, have the legs coming off, have all the different terms you want to. You might want to put another leg from the spider from the term to put the detail on. Doesn't matter. You might be into mind maps. You might want to draw a, a comic and, and, and really, you know, make it kind of, you know, pictorial from that point of view. You might want to write a paragraph and write it in, in, in written prose. It does not matter because it's all about, as we said before, the physical act of recalling it and if we had 10 children sat around us, each of their pages should and would look different yeah. because it's not a set formula. We're not saying you have to do this because the style of it is completely irrelevant. What's relevant is the fact we're having to recall information and put it on a bit of paper. So it's really easy to do. Um, and yeah, bit of paper, do it. Or if you don't want to do the kind of brain dump style writing one and maybe you're in, let's say you might be, out walking with your child or sat in the car or on a bus or you know that type of stuff and you think well i, I can't do a brain because i haven't got the colors and the bit of paper just get them to blurt it just literally you've got two minutes tell me everything you know on this topic and keep them going you know literally time them because it might be that they say oh, i'm done now and you're like you've done 10 seconds <laughs> like that's not two minutes you know get them to keep going and and a good way to do that as a as a as a, as a parent is to be the awkward interviewer so as you're talking to me i'm going like myself i'm going yeah, I, I, exactly like yeah, you ross yeah less of the awkward though <laughs> but I, i'd be maybe going uh-huh yeah keep going uh-huh come on. what else and and you're just saying those things those cues to keep them going rather than they give you one answer and you go okay well done thank you well yeah. no no i want you to literally pull it out with them keep them going challenge them further come on keep going what else there must be something else think deeper come on another 20 seconds and just get them to to really to, to pull it out so uh yeah very easy to do and just going back to the brain dump um 
So is there a, a, a way of, of doing that or can it work different ways? For example, could it be that the, uh, the adult is the one actually doing the writing and the child is the one telling them the information and, and vice versa around you? I'm just thinking in terms of different ways of approaching it, dependent on how reluctant the child may be, let's say. Absolutely. That's a really good point there, Ross. That, that it, the act of doing it is, is the important part. How you get to it and what it looks like is, is fine. Right. So if you find that that's the best way and they don't want to write it down, you might be possibly missing a little bit of the jigsaw because you're writing it, so it's less physical for them. But if they're still saying it out loud and still doing it, and if that's the way you get them to to buy into it and to, to, to motivate themselves, then, then great, do that. And then maybe move on to after we've done this two times, right? You're now going to write it yourself now, or we're going to switch roles, you know? And I think anything you can do to to get them into that habit of doing it with you and, and it feels like it's a two-way process, then yeah, so that's a, it's a great idea maybe to start with where they blurt it and you dump it yeah. and, and you write it down because it might be that they feel that they're, you know, they might be uh, a little bit... Um, you're not very happy with their handwriting or, or how, if it's going to look scruffy or so the fact that you might take control of that and make it look nice the fact that they're retrieving it and that might be the first step to also potentially you modeling what that might want to look like on a page in terms of what their handwriting might look like so that might also be a, a way to, to to resolve that as well so yeah it's, it's a really good uh, really good tip there ross thank you uh and and, and as with with all of this you know we, we're about providing um information from a, a starting point in terms of the very basics right the way through to, as we did in one other episode, which was the flashcards one, becoming a flashcard master. Um, so how do we how do we as an adult um, take the basics, yeah. but then adopt it to become a brain dump or blurt master? Okay, so the thing to do here is to add a bit of challenge. Uh, and it's interesting you said, once we've got the basics. So it's important that, you, like you said, we establish the basics, we establish a routine of knowing how to do a brain dump or a blurt, we're comfortable with it. What we then might say is, as an adult, we might say, right, I'm only going to give you now two and a half minutes to do this. I'm going to give you 90 seconds, okay? Because I'm going to give you, I'm going to put you on a bit of pressure. Yep. We're going to make it a bit more difficult. So I'm going to challenge you a bit more. I'm not going to give you the next 10 or 15 minutes to do it. Actually, you wouldn't have 15 minutes in an exam to write this down. You know, I'm not saying you would have to do a brain dump in an exam, but if you had a question about the Romans or coastal erosion, you are going to have a certain amount of time. Otherwise, you're going to run out of time at the end of the exam. Sure. So I'm going to give you now two minutes, 90 seconds, two and a half minutes to get everything you know onto that bit of paper. So it increases the pressure. It starts to get your child to be put in a little bit of more of uncomfortable uh, situation like they would be in an exam. And it just adds that little bit more difficulty, which is what we want. So that, that's that's the first thing, potentially time it. It doesn't really matter what time you give them. So it don't, you know, it doesn't really matter. What should it be two minutes? Should be two, it doesn't really matter. Pick a time. However, what I would always say is don't go for just two minutes or five minutes or 10 minutes. It's too obvious. And think about how many times, Ross, I might have said to you in the past, oh, I'll be back in two minutes. Oh, I'll see you in two minutes. We're never two minutes. We could be anywhere from about 30 seconds to about 15 or 20 minutes. I was thinking in my case, that's I'll be there in two minutes. Exactly. Or something like that, yeah, yeah. So what that means to people is it's a subconscious kind of infinity time yeah. that means you'll we'll finish when you're ready. So if you really, really want to do two minutes, change it and say to your child, right, I'm only going to give you 120 seconds to do this. And then suddenly they're, ah, what? 100, 100? And their pen's writing ferociously because the 120 seconds to us all sounds a lot less 
than two minutes, okay? Or pick random times, three minutes. I'm going to give you one minute 40 to do it. I'm going to give you, you know, six minutes, eight, six minutes, 20 seconds if it's a, if it's a big topic, whatever it is. So mix up your timings, but put a challenge on. The next thing then to do is when your um, when your child has completed that brain dump or that in that time, is then to help check it afterwards. So you can check it with a different color. So we talked about using colors. So it's about then maybe writing on in a different color or getting them to write on the things that they weren't able to add that they've now looked in their notes or their study guide. And it's like, oh, I missed that, I missed that. So write it in a different color. So visually there and you can see what their first effort was, either in pencil or in black or in blue, and then in a different color, maybe red, pink, whatever, all the things that they've missed. Mm. And that's really interesting to then be able to see the difference between effort one and what, what's been added as a second bit. Now, my bonus tip here is don't then scrumple up the, the, the brain dumps and throw them in a bit afterwards. Keep them and do this regularly because what you want to see over time is that the next time you do a brain dump on the same topic and the third time and the fourth time, there is less of that second color on the page which is demonstrating that, ah, I'm remembering more. I'm learning more. So it's a great confidence boost to the, to the child and to you to know that, hey, look, this is actually working. You know, I'm getting less and less additions on my page because I'm getting more down. So it's a really nice way to maybe file them and keep them as kind of, you know, maybe number them. Number one, number two, number three, number four. And hopefully you should see that by two, three, and four, there's a lot less of that different color pen on the page than there was the first time. Love it. All about confidence, isn't it? All about building the knowledge. All about showing that it's it, it's working technically for the for mm-hmm. the, for the young person as well. Um, so for for those at home um, listening, obviously Collins is a key supporting partner of, of from yep. the sidelines, um, and they have things such as revision mm-hmm. guides, etc. Yep. That that I'm guessing parents and carers can use to help them with this process. Absolutely. So it may be that the that, that you have a revision guide, or you want to you want to you want to get one, um, or you use a you know you use an exercise book, whatever it is. That might be the starting point for what your child is learning yep. before they do the brain dump on that subject. You can then do the checking because you might think, well, I don't want to get my child to check their own work because they might tell me that, oh yeah, guess what, dad, I got it all right. How do I know that? So I might, my part in the process, again, being involved as a parent, my part might be, okay, well, I'll check what you've done, Ross. So pass me your brain dump, pass me the revision guide on on the page you were doing. We'll check together what maybe you've missed out. So again, you can be part of that process by checking, um, you know, what they've done, how they've done it. And either you or your child can write those additions in in a different color. So again, you might want to get involved if they are reluctant. Well, it's okay, I I can put the additions on or they do it. But again, it's something you can do together. So yeah, very easy way to do that and to kind of, I suppose, verify and and, and check that actually it's happening and, and, and as a parent understand how much they have learned. So yeah. Thank you. As always. So brain dump or blur on the bus, on a train, walking and at home. Loads of different ways, loads of different places. But again, hopefully something that will help you to help them through. Yeah. And and I think one thing I would finish with as well for people who are listening, who what we like to try and give every now and again is a tip for adults to take into their life as well. Yeah. That yes, we're talking about how to help parents, but ultimately, you know, it might be the case that we can use as learning our own lives. So if you are going for a job interview or you've got a presentation at work the sure. next day or you have to learn something or, or, or whatever it is, 
do one yourself. Mm. Actually, you know, it's a great way to see, have I actually remembered this information? Because in your head, you think you've remembered it. But when you've got to then get it down on paper, the difference can sometimes be quite stark. So just piece of paper, pen, what can I remember on this subject? Oh, wow, not much. Okay, right, so we might need to go back and do some retrieval or some flashcards or some other, other way to do it. Um, and if you remember quite a bit, it's that nice confidence boost, isn't it? Going into that interview, going into that kind of presentation at work, whatever you're doing, thinking, I've nailed this, I've got this, because I could do this on my own. So yeah, if that helps people as well, then great. Thanks, John. Uh, thanks very much for joining us again. Um, and we look forward to seeing you again very, very soon.